0: welcome back y'all so we are going to continue right on marching forward through our journey in second kings and in second kings chapter five um let's go ahead and just see what happens in verse one the king of aram had great admiration for naaman the commander of his army because through him the lord had given aram great victories But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. At this time, Aramean raiders had invaded the land of Israel, and among their captives was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day, the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go to see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. So Naaman told the king what the young girl from Israel had said. Go and visit the prophet, the king of Aram told him. I will send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman started out carrying as gifts 750 pounds of silver, a 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. The letter to the king of Israel said, With this letter, I present my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, Am I God that I can give life and take it away? Why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy? I can see that he's just trying to pick a fight with me. So obviously there's a little bit of misunderstanding that's happening through this. In verse 8, it says, "But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel." So Naaman went to his horses, went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call in the name of the Lord his God and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus in Abana and the Periphar better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in rage. So a couple of things here. He expected something to happen a specific certain way, but God is wanting to do it a different way. And he becomes angry and prideful. And instead of receiving this this healing offered exactly how it was offered, he storms away in rage and anger. In verse 13, it continues, but his officers tried to reason with him and said, sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says, simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went out and went down to the Jordan River And dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. And he was healed. And this is um, another thing to always remember is sometimes when we're praying for miracles and trusting in God and having our faith in God for miracles to come, those miracles don't always come exactly how we would expect them or how we think they should God often does things a little different than we would expect. And he washed himself seven times in the Jordan River. And oftentimes throughout the Bible, the, seven, the, the number seven, when they say, do this seven times, or there was seven of these, seven tends to signify um, com- completeness and totality and power. So through that completeness of God's instruction, he was healed. In verse 15, Then Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God. They stood before him, and Naaman said, Now I know that there is no God in the world except in Israel. Please accept this gift from your servant. But Elisha replied, As surely as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not accept any gifts. And though Naaman urged him to take the gift, Elisha refused. Then Naaman said, All right, but please allow me to load two of my mules with earth from this place, and I will take it back home with me. From now on, I will never again offer burnt offerings or sacrifices to any other god except for the Lord. However, may the Lord pardon me in this one thing. When my master, the king, goes into the temple of the god Riman to worship there and leans on my arm... May the Lord pardon me when I too bow down. Go in peace, Alicia said. So Naaman started home again. And here we see through this miracle, God used this and ended up humbling him. And he ended up bringing him to a state of humility and saying, wow, God is amazing and real and God healed me. And it humbles him and he no longer wants to serve any other God but the one true God. In verse 28, it goes on, But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, My master should not have let this Aramean get away without accepting any of his gifts. As surely as the Lord lives, I will chase after him and get something from him. So Gehazi set off after Naaman. When Naaman saw Gehazi running after him, he climbed down from his chariot and went to meet him. "'Is everything all right?' Naaman asked. "'Yes,' Gehazi said, "'but my master has sent me to tell you "'that two young prophets from the hill country of Ephraim "'have just arrived. "'He would like seventy-five pounds of silver "'and two sets of clothing to give them. "'By all means, take twice as much silver,' Naaman insisted. "'He gave him two sets of clothing, "'tied up the money in two bags, "'and sent two of his servants to carry the gifts for Gehazi.' But when they arrived at the citadel, Gehazi took the gifts from the servants and sent the men back. Then he went and hid the gifts inside the house. So, a couple of things we see here we see greed and lying enter the scene from the servant of Elisha. In verse 25 When he went in to his master, Elisha asked him, Where have you been, Gehazi? I haven't been anywhere, he replied. Another lie. In verse 26, but Elisha asked him, Don't you realize that I was there in spirit when Naaman stepped down from his chariot to meet you? Is this the time to receive money and clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and cattle, and male and female servants? Because you have done this, you and your descendants will suffer from Naaman's leprosy forever. When Gehazi left the room, he was covered with leprosy. His skin was white as snow. So he, so he is the servant of a prophet. And yet he thinks he can get away with this. And he's the servant of the prophet of the Most High God the one true God of Israel. And yet he thinks he can get away with this. So clearly, (sighs) yeah. So he ends up with leprosy and um, has to deal with this disease for the rest of his life. So that is where we will stop and we'll continue on in chapter six tomorrow and see what chapter six brings forth. I hope you all are having a most wonderful evening.